Assalamu alaikum. Today we have with us Amin and Wazir from Riders of Sham, two fantastic individuals, two brothers who have pushed the envelope for almost 10 years now, starting with their first trip back in 2012, Leicester to Cardiff, raising £6,000. They have gone on to do many more fantastic events and trips since. We listen to their story, we listen to their challenges and how they plan to take the club forward. Cannot wait. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to the Gapped Podcast. I have with me today Amin and Wazir from Riders of Sham. Let's get straight into it, boys. What is Riders of Sham? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. and all the listeners at Gapped. Um, what can I say? <laughs> uh, I always pass the mic over to Wazir <laughs> to, begin, to begin with uh, the dua, which is the most important oh, part yeah. of any introduction. So, Wazir, please take it away. Going to mint. What's Ross? What is Riders of Sham? So, Alhamdulillah. Riders of Sham, we began 10 years ago and it was it's a group of De Montfort University students uh, where we got together and we started raising money. Well, the, the cause was to raise money for Sham. And back then, at that time, Syria only had about 5,000 casualties. So we're talking 2012 Syrian war. Just beginning. to highlight the where well, yeah, yeah, the uprising of Syria back then, twenty twelve, and we thought we'd do a uh, an activity to raise this awareness and, of course, raise money for charity. Uh, one one of the brothers said, "Yeah, we should go to Wales and climb the mountain, uh, Mount Snowdon." Um, so th- we were actually going to make the announcement uh, of climbing the mountain. And what happened was the brother who went onto the mic, Abdul Hasib, he said, we are cycling to Cardiff. And and that's how the name Riders of Sham came about. Um, and then, of course, you know, since then, Alhamdulillah, we, we've just been, by the grace of Allah, seriously, we've been getting better and better. Um, we, we've had more brothers sign up every single year. So uh, how many of you so, did the Cardiff ride initially? Oh, initially we, we had, um, I think it was seven brothers. Yeah, is that is that, is that Leicester to Cardiff then? That was Leicester to Cardiff. And just to put it out there, we knew nothing about cycling. We went on mountain bikes, we had backpacks, uh, water bottles in the backpacks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all, all the things that if any cyclists were to hear they'd have a breakdown. <laughs> so was that one day, London, Leicester, Cardiff, two days? How, how did it work? It took, uh, it took us two days. Um, and alhamdulillah, we, we managed to raise seven and a half thousand pounds. Wow. And, uh, you know, since then, we've just, uh, seriously, the the support has just been getting better and better every single year. Yeah. Um, and and I'll, I'll pass it over to Wazir now because uh, after that year, after Leicester to Cardiff, Wazir got involved uh, in the in the next ride, which was Leicester to Paris, and uh, his experiences. I'm sure um, he can take over and let him explain. Alhamdulillah. Um, yeah. Thank you for that, Amin. Um, my my experience came the next year after. You know, when, once they had this very successful first year, Leicester to Cardiff, as you can imagine what he's just said, with mountain bikes, not knowing how to pump the tyres, where they're going, no directions. So they said, we were so successful in this, let's cycle to, to Paris, you know? What, what is stopping here? 
onto it. And then this brother, the same brother of Abdul Hasib, I was I was at the uni in, in 2012, so I knew of them, but not involved as much. Um, and he approached me and said, we need a driver. So he looked at me and said, you look old. You must have a driving <laughs> license. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just realized you guys were uni students. So, yeah, 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 go on. So among the uni, I was postgraduate doing uh, continuing, continuing my courses. They like, you look old. You must have a driving license enough to get a long wheel-based driver. I was like, Yes, thanks for that. All right. It was like, what's your point? It was like, look, we're cycling to Leicester, uh, from Leicester to Paris. Can you be our uh, main driver? And I was like, no. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> so a week later, he comes again, and now more desperate. And you know, if you know her, she'll be like, bro, you know. <laughs> yes, 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 And I was like, okay, calm down. <laughs> and I said to him, listen, really, you're only going like, you're about two, three weeks away to your departure. I, I won't get time off. So it's a second denial. And, and the third one was actually, I was driving my car and it was at the same time that I've actually started listening to the seal of the Prophet And I got to Hazrat Abu Bakr and how his emirship came, like he took, he, he became the emir of the, after the demise of the Prophet Muhammad And how, what is the respect around an emir? How is, how is this leadership done? Except I was listening to this and this is what was in my head. And suddenly as I'm driving back then, my phone rang, picked it up, and it was Amin, and I've never spoken to Amin before that. And yeah, he yeah. started, Salaamu Alaikum, I'm the Amir of Radiz of Sham. As soon as he said that word, Amir, I was like, wait, that's a message from Allah for me. Let me listen. And I knew what he was going to ask. And before he even asked it, my mind was set, whatever you ask from here on, he said, yes. It doesn't matter what you ask. So he said, can you be our daughter? And I said, yes, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to do it? i got no idea. I'm going to have to go to my matron and ask for time off. I was committed because it was that spirituality that, that came about for me. And as I can't deny that. And as I was saying to you earlier, Junaid, the group has gone in, in terms of its spirituality. We're not a spiritual group, but it's surrounded by spirituality. So whether we benefit from it during the ride alone or we, it, it reflects throughout the year in our lives, I hope so, inshallah. But Riders of Sham has got an amazing brotherhood to it. Absolutely. I don't want to quantify it. I don't want to qualify it purely because it's the barakah of Allah and there's no better qualification to give to it that is the barakah of Allah. You can't define it. Um, and from that year 2013, uh, alhamdulillah, so um, we don't even know where the van was being hired, how we're going to get it found in the very last minute. Salim Bai from Islamic Relief sorted us out last minute. <laughs> and I had to go to Birmingham to get it the night before. So yeah, it's been quite, quite a journey from then on. I, I could talk all night just on this. 2013 trip as would Amin as well what was the, what was the most amazing part to Leicester to Paris is that we didn't we didn't start off small Absolutely. we could have just done another UK ride again yeah but that year we just said let's do something let's do let's do something out of the ordinary yeah um, and as students you wouldn't know where to start you know all right, let's do let's do Paris, but there were so many variables involved, and none of us are experienced cyclists back then. So seven of you on the first trip. How how many how many brothers on the second? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, so doubled yeah. up. And how much money did you raise second year? So seven and a half thousand. Then. I think it was uh, fifteen thousand that we okay. raised that year. So doubled the brothers, doubled the money. You know, um, and then from there on, uh, just we, we've been we've been trying to go all over all over Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, 2014, 2013's Paris. I'll give you a break. I'll give you a breakdown away. Was I got it from you? Okay. Oh, so 2012, Leicester to Cardiff, seven seven and a half thousand. I'm rounding up to the nearest you go. So Leicester to Cardiff 2012, we did seven and a half grand. Leicester to Paris in 2013, 13 and a half. Leicester to Edinburgh 2014, that was 12 grand. Leicester to Brussels 2015, that was 20 grand. Leicester to Dortmund 2016, 62 and a half grand. Oh, yeah. Leicester to Luxembourg, the big one where you came, alhamdulillah, that was 76. Seven, almost 77,000. Leicester to Cardiff in 2018, that was an offshoot of the year, a small project on the site, that was six and a half grand. Then the big one for that year, Leicester to Paris, 2018, that's 111,000, wow. the first time we've crossed the 100k wow. barrier. 
then 2019, just before the pandemic, that was 100 in uh, Amsterdam to Berlin. So first time we're not departing from Leicester, we yeah. departed from yeah. a different city, in a European city, Amsterdam to Berlin, 125,000. Then Paris to Geneva got cancelled in the pandemic 2020, but we still manage, alhamdulillah, by, by the grace of Allah, £112,000. And last year, 2021, we did four events. So we had Fast at 500, which was you, fall, you, you cycle 500 kilometers during Ramadan as you're fasting. Yeah. Then we had the Cyclothon, which is a five-day event, 24 hours around the clock. There's always someone cycling, representing Radha the Sham. And the third one was, what's the third? Oh, yeah, third one was our big event, which was uh, Leicester to Edinburgh. And it's not the easy route. This was like climbing all the hills, Leicester to Edinburgh. The right, one right, one right, by right. Yeah. All the lakes and everything. Uh, and then the last one was a, you know, for people who've really got the, the metal, that was from uh, John O'Groves to, am I doing this here? John O'Groves to Lansdowne, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, for, for the listeners. And we raised, we raised 200, oh, just over 270k last year. Wow. Wow. So you've come up to almost a million pound in total. I think we're 200 grand short of a million pound, I mean, wow. is that correct? Yeah, around 180, maybe. Right, inshallah, inshallah. So, where are you guys going this year then? I mean, Alhamdulillah, um, Wazir is uh, and the team are planning Paris to Geneva. Um, Switzerland, is, Switzerland, we haven't been yet, so yeah. so you're going to cross the Alps. Really, yeah, this is going to be exciting. So. Yeah. We've got four events again this year, so we're yeah. going to start again with the Baraka of Ramadan. Potentially, there's another event before that, which you might be aware of anyway, it's the cage one. Yeah, and yeah. We, we're looking into that. But our official one for ourselves is, again, start with Ramadan, fast at 500 again. Yeah. Then we're going to go into the cyclothon again, inshallah. The 24-hour run. 24-hour run the clock for five days. Yeah. Um, the third one then is going to be, inshallah, uh, we've not decided the sequence, but the Third one is going to be a trek, a, and hopefully we can make it a family event. I'm really hoping we can make it a family event, but we'll work on that. And the fourth one is the big one, like I mean, just said, it's going to be, what are we doing? Paris to Geneva. Yeah, <laughs> Paris yeah. to Geneva. <laughs> I was going to say Amsterdam again. Yeah, Paris to Geneva. So you got and it's looking tough. Probably, right now we are looking at 450 miles roundabout, but I really want to round it to 500 miles, but we're going to have to put some leg power into this. How, how many days are you talking? Six days. Wow. So if you're doing 500 over six days across the Alps, uh, yeah, okay, well, this is, uh, I've been on your rides previously. It's normally like, I don't know, 60, 50 miles a day, 70. This is, this is definitely a step up. This is a step up, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't be leaving at 11 a.m., huh? <laughs> well, you know us. No, no problem. Easy. <laughs> Remember the, the remember the top quality food that we used to get served, yeah? Absolutely. Boiled, <laughs> boiled eggs for dinner, huh? <laughs> you know I, mean, I remember, <laughs> uh, where were we? We were in Winter Slept or Winter, I don't know. It had a funky oh, name. Yes. Do you remember the one? Yes, Winterfell. Something like that. It was a borderline of uh, Germany, Luxembourg. Oh, was it Belgium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, top of the mountains, yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing yeah, for yeah, yeah. miles. And uh, what, what's it called? It's called Mont Rigi, the mount, the mountain that you're on about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. we had uh, beautiful boiled eggs, and I think it was just boiled eggs and what ketchup. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, was it? You had left us by then, was it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this must be having year four or five, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I never heard about that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason you never heard you about should... it. <laughs> this is what you happens try... there. You get boiled eggs and ketchup. <laughs> you should try um, the chef's special, which is his uh, chicken wraps. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Really good. 
Agreed. So, so how, uh, have you looked at how many brothers have taken part in your challenge since it, since its, its inception? I'd say about um, 100 people. MashaAllah. Roughly. Yeah. I think we're on about um, over 150 or 160. Okay. Yeah. That wow. includes the fact that uh, we had a large in, um, number of applicants with the Fasted 500. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's about one, 150. Um, and then this year, has Wazir, uh, Wazir will agree, well, he's been managing the applications this year and... Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. So far, we've got 46 applicants within less than three weeks of launching our application forms. So that's uh, a Paris to Geneva now, one for this year? 46 yeah. for the overall. Out okay. of these, 43 have signed up for Paris to Geneva. They still need to go for screening. Yeah. And one of the um, requirements to go for screening is you need to pay up front the, the full fee. Yeah, and if you don't get for screening, you get refunded. And I'll tell you what, we've got thirty-eight out of the forty-three who've already paid up. Wow! So that's amazing. And this is our most expensive one yet because of the pandemic, Brexit, and it's an expensive city we're going to. Yeah, it's four hundred twenty-five pounds per person. That's just still, well, think about it, was it though? That's that's an absolute bargain, really. That's because we're cheap out on everything. We're really, really <laughs> tight in our budget. We get. Boiled eggs and ketchup is what you get for it. <laughs> no, but you, you, you guys say that, but some of the hotels we stayed in have been actually excellent with swimming pool and the, the works, you know. So £325 for a week holiday, a cycling holiday with a bunch of brothers, support vehicle, uh, transfer <laughs> sorted. Let, 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 let me just add to that, right? For all the listeners out there, you think we stay at hotels with swimming pools? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I well, for, the first, for the first six days, we stay in 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 hostels <laughs> and you know very tight space hotel rooms where we can't even uh, we have to walk sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah, remember then, one one then, of the hotels had what glass glass windows for I mean a glass door for the bathroom. What like and it didn't lock. Like what's that about? <laughs> so yeah, we 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 make we make all the cyclists struggle. <laughs> so, so that at the end, um, the four star hotel that we book is is equivalent to a seven star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, that, I, I mean, it's hitting on the head. Look, what we do is we really save our budget for the first few days, and then you know the last two nights where we stay at our destination, we try to go for a more decent hotel because you had such a tough week. But throughout the week, you'll stay in bed sits in, like, I mean, we'll say hostel. The cheapest accommodation we can find, we really find. But, but that's where the brotherhood thrives. You know where you have to share amenities where you've no, normally under our Western living conditions. You have got so many um, facilities, right? And this is where you really tighten the belt. You're, gonna, you're not going to have those facilities. You're not going to be able to spend... I don't know, half an hour on the toilet in the morning. <laughs> I don't know what you want Well, if you're leaving at 12 o'clock, you have a chance, isn't it? So. All right, all right, calm down, group A. <laughs> I remember on our first ride, uh, Leicester to Cardiff, there was... Um, we stayed in a hostel. I think there was about 24 people on that floor shared one toilet and one bathroom. Oh, yeah. And by the end of it, it <laughs> got <laughs> So I can imagine. Yeah. Um, but I just we need to highlight the importance of why we do this Absolutely. and go back to go back to what um, is the most important part of every single ride that we do, and um, that is to raise money for Sham. We started out uh, with the people of Sham and alhamdulillah we've been having so many opportunities to to raise money not only for local causes uh, such as hospices um, like Rainbows, um, we've helped uh, worldwide now as well, people in Africa and all, all, around, the, all around the globe. Um, I think that's the most important part. Yeah, absolutely. So with um, Riders of Sham, you guys not only raised for Syria, you raised for the local Leicester hospice, isn't it? Rainbows. Yeah. yeah. Rainbows and we've got our um, 
this is children's hospice, but we've also done Loros in the, in, in, the, in, yeah, yeah. in the days. We've also tried with help the homeless. Unfortunately, that happened right in the pandemic, literally weeks before the pandemic, the lockdown, so we couldn't do it. So hopefully this year we're going to double our efforts and pay up on what we try to do with help the homeless, inshallah, and try and match up. And some of um, you have headed out to some of your projects in uh, Africa and things, isn't it? I know Shabri. Yes, yes. Shabri yeah. right now. Amin has needed loads of support recently, so we've been supporting him locally in Leicester. <laughs> Sorry, Amin, you're not one of our projects. I'm just joking. Look, he's gone off off, off the screen. <laughs> he only comes to the meeting if there's pizza, bro. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, look, listen, I'll pass it over to you guys now. Don't bother me unless there's food. <laughs> yeah. But no, alhamdulillah, Shabib was here, he was, I've told you, he's gone uh, to Africa to the uh, to the Orphans Project, and if you see the feedback, and having uh, Amar as well, Amar and him went, went yeah. over, and we're hoping in the future we will do a bit more of that, inshallah, well, all the charities have always offered it to us, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll be taking a fortune, like for instance, right now, we've sat down with six different charities in the past two, three weeks, yeah, um, yeah. And Monday is our big meeting where we're going to be deciding which charity we're going to be choosing this year. It's no easy job. Absolutely. Look, not a big massive cycling group, but when all these charities come to you and say we've got projects, and they all got, I they've got projects that's you know repeated across, especially like the Syria and Yemen projects. But then when you look at the unique ones, some is some are doing really good stuff in like UK. Uh, for instance, um, there's one project where they actually give people money, zakat money, yep. in UK. Okay. And that's, I've, I've not come across projects like this that we've worked on before where you can actually give your zakat money to people who are zakat eligible and they spend the money they want, the way they want to. Yes. Um, I've only seen that when I grew up in Mauritius where you know who, who are the zakat eligible people. So, And then you've got other people who are doing domestic abuse. You've got um, orphans project here, <clears throat> it, sorry, across the borders. Um, so yeah, amazing projects. So how are we going to pick one over the other? Allahu alam. So Allah help us. Inshallah. It's um, one thing to add to that is the reason why it's so difficult to choose the char uh, choose a charity is because you know what, Alhamdulillah, every single charity out there is doing good, and you know the, every single charity out there is focusing on what their strengths are. Absolutely, um, and yeah, that's what makes it difficult. Well, so, I'm sure. Yeah, we want to I'm support sure with the help of the group. It will, it will be, you know, we can make that decision. Um, Honestly, I, I think you and I would have gone. If we could, we would take them all on board. Yeah. We, would, we would never reject any of them. But we're not that kind of. Inshallah, we'll get there. We'll get to a, a space where we're big enough to support all the charities. Sure. Um, but I'll tell you one. I don't know if it's appropriate for this podcast. Something I've, I've picked up over the years, and I mean as well is you know charities they all want to work together the muslim charities yep. they all want to work together they all got that desire do you know what gets in the way is public opinion okay yeah oh, this one is better than this one that one is better than one look at the sharia look at the jurisprudence they follow this school of thought, that school of thought and no one ever think well the work has been done nonetheless and um, take some time to study how a charity works understand why they got to go and talk to the people instead of just reading an article make a judgment what good is that going to do? Go talk to the people. Go, go, go say to them, look, here's a com we're community. We're concerned about you running this. We've seen that report. Can you sit with us and tell us why you, that went wrong? And what can we do as the public was giving money to actually improve that? No one will take that responsibility. Yeah. But, but to yeah. find it, this is goodness me, they were very quick. I don't know if you had that experience in, in that group, but that's been my observation so far. I don't get involved politically in that case. But that's that's why, uh, as in, I'm, I'm part of Brothers on Bikes, and uh, part of what we do is stay away from all of that charity rides, and we allow people like Ross, uh, HNK, Team MC, uh, Ali Kwan, they, they do all the charity rides, and we leave it for them because it's not an easy job to do the vetting, of course. So, uh, yeah, yeah, mashallah, good on you boys. So. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of work that goes into it. So, you know, especially to our listener that's listening, um, alhamdulillah, I think as, as an ummah or as a member of the public, you need to do due diligence, that's true. You need to read, but please don't do it lightly. 
do it do it correctly as in the pot system has taught us how to actually identify verification verification authentication of information it's in our sunnah you know look at imam bukhari for instance how did he authenticate his hadith look at the methodology behind it i'm not saying you're going to get to that level but at least have an idea how to authenticate of information before accepting it straight away we need to move away from that mentality just because i've heard it is right yeah we need to move away from the WhatsApp messages, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. All right, so boys, uh, what's, what's been some of the challenges? Like, I know you've speak, spoken about the challenge of choosing a charity, but like on the ride itself, what have been yeah. some of the biggest challenges you've faced over the last 10, <laughs> 10 years? I, I know there's been plenty on just the one I came on. So, so what have been the big ones? Making sure people know where the, you know, the little thing that goes where you pump your tire, where it goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So, just a bit of a backstory on that. Oh, was um, it you, I mean, yeah? You didn't know. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't me, no. But 10 years ago, when we did, when we did first set out, Lesser to Paris, one of the, and this is, this was our knowledge on, on bikes back then. Well, everyone knew how to pump a tire, except for the one brother who put the um, put the the end of the pump in the middle of the bike rim. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> and he just started pumping. All you could hear was the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the challenge is. I think the main challenge is the making people understand that every single person has different abilities yep. of of uh, cycling. There's some brothers who are going as slow as 9, 10 miles an hour, and there's other brothers who are going as fast as 18 miles an hour. Yep. And we have to respect that everyone is there and trying their best, yep, yep. and they've all you know taken part in this fundraising and done all the hard bits. Uh, sorry, done all the hard bits in the build-up to the ride. Now that they're on the ride, you know we have to respect that every single person will have different abilities, um, and that's the challenge that I've faced. Yeah. Personally, in the past, where uh, there's there's divide in the groups because of the fact that some people are faster and some people are slower. Okay. We did try and make everyone cycle together. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that was too difficult. So that, I think that was the biggest challenge that I've had. I don't know about uh, was it about it. Uh, you know, what's your what's yours? You know what? When you take those diminution, what I'm hearing, that, we are Hanafi. We only go 18 miles per hour average. I'm you got difference of opinion. <laughs> but yeah, you remember when Janet signed up and. Uh, I, I, I had to call you. I had to personally call you and say, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go slower. <laughs> <laughs> I remember making that call to you and I said, uh, I'm the uh, Amir of Riders of Sham. Nice to meet you. I've heard that you're really fast. Can you tone it down a little? <laughs> <laughs> I remember having that conversation with you. Yeah, I, I, I honestly came on your ride with the wrong, uh, how do you say Wrong perception, yeah. wrong intention. Um, but it's good. Uh, I, th I think from the outside, you guys managed it really well, to be honest. You had the groups. Um, you had intermingling of the groups as well. Like you had people coming up and down. If they felt good, if they didn't feel too good, they went down. You had people like Ibrahim just yeah. take a back seat sometimes as well, support the others. So I thought, I thought you had a very good uh, setup, to be honest. So let's put it this way. You, you're asking us the question of what challenges we faced let us ask you the question because we can only tell you our experiences of each ride but you've actually been on one yeah so absolutely you so can give us feedback on this on this podcast right now yeah well i'll give you feedback on the one but i was more talking about like have you ever been like there's been an accident on the road in in one of the 10 years oh. that you've had you know what i mean like something something major like that you know and oh, how did yeah. you deal with that and whatnot but in terms of the feedback from mine like like i said i was speaking to wazir earlier on and we'll touch on it later on again uh but the brotherhood within the group was immense and um i think like i said you guys managed 
the group very well. You had varying abilities of cycling. People were there for different reasons, uh, but everyone stuck together uh, and got through it in the end. Even though there was a few injuries and a few mechanicals, Wazir had to head back as well. Um, like that demotivated the group. I, I definitely felt that, but everyone, you know, like supported one another. Hasib came in. He he had to do the last ten miles of a ride in a van or something, and a, yeah. a group of brothers went out with him again to complete the ride because he promised his fundraisers that he'll ride from Leicester to Luxembourg without missing a mile. So he went back out to do that, and uh, a few guys. It was it was getting dark. I remember it was past Maghreb now. And um, yeah. about five brothers joined him, rode down the road, down the hill for, for, for five miles and then back up the hill just so he could say he, he completed the ride. So the yeah. brotherhood and the unity was immense. So while you might think it's a challenge on your side, it, I thought it was it was beautiful on mine. So chapel. Oh, that's chapel. Oh, sure. Yeah, so that's, that's oh, why I was, it, uh, we're going to touch on that later on was there like the, how okay, you created yeah. the ethos and whatnot but in terms of but any no, other I'll, challenges was there you guys had any I mean, let me give you a bit of a snippet of what my experience was in 2013 when i first joined for my first so i was signed up on the on the idea was he, he he's there'll be a van drive it from point a where all our luggage and our food will be meet us at point b which is lunch we'll have lunch there and then you go to the hotel point point the next point of the day and we'll meet you there again. I was like, what am I going to do in between point A and B and B and C? That's going to be a lot of time. So I brought my translation of the Quran from this translator from Oxford University. I had my tesbih. I've been had two tesbih just in case I get super cool. I have one each hand. You know? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do loads of these. And I'm going to listen to like some lectures. Bro, none of that happened. You know what? My co-driver, Alhamdulillah, Allah bless him, Amir. Amen. Um, I was I was so desperate to make sure I could squeeze my recitation and translation in the day. At a certain point, I said to him, "Okay, I'm going to recite Surah Rahman." I just memorized it. I said, "Each ayah will stop, and you recite the res uh, translation to me." Is that okay? Is that really okay? That's a great idea, and we're doing that on a daily basis. Uh, alhamdulillah, because I could even have time to pick up my Quran read. I had to just read from memory, and, and that's how we we did it. And um, on day so day one we left from Leicester, we went to Peterborough. Peterborough? I'm pretty yeah. sure it's Peterborough, yeah. Milton Keynes, actually. Something like that. Milton Keynes, let's say Milton Keynes. And I finished work about four, a bit earlier on that day. The van was picked up there, I picked up the previous night. Got in the van, went to pick Amir up, my co-driver, and we were gonna meet at this masjid. I think it is Milton Keynes, I can't remember. And I got there and they weren't there for hours. I thought they were meant to arrive about half five or six. And it was like till Maghrib time, almost eight, nine o'clock. Then the first rider's coming. And he was like, it was, it was fretting. That's what it lost the way. He was fretting. He was like, bro, such a tough day. I'm like, you want to like from Leicester to here? Yeah. Day one, you've got another five days of this to go and you're dying. <laughs> I was like, what's going to happen? Anyway, I opened the van, all right? And everything had gone everywhere because what it is, there's no organization. Literally everything was taken and chucked in the van. And now yeah. I've been going with speed bump, turning corners, reversing. When I opened the van, I was like, oh my God, look at this. The bottle of oil, the five liter bottle of oil I've got uh, there. The rice bag is over there. Their luggage is all over the place. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I, and I, and I said, I'm going to cook tonight. Alhamdulillah. Anyway, second day, we, we cycle from there to London, in East London, so Yohood. You know where the masjid is on the runabout, uh, Hackney? Le Le oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Medina Mosque. Leibridge Road. Leibridge Road, yeah, Leibridge Road, yeah, yeah, yeah. Road that's yeah. it. So we stayed there, and uh, Alhamdulillah, somehow we managed to get there, right? And and that night, we ran out of bread and, and, and bananas for the next morning. I, so I, have, to add, I have to add to this. Yeah, on, because that, that night, this is my first time actually going to London. Yeah. Till three in the morning, every 15 minutes, there's police car going up, <laughs> down. <laughs> I swear to God, it was so annoying. And then there was a domestic outside the masjid, which just passed, uh, like, passing by people. You're in Hackney, expect it, man. Yeah, yeah. And then me and Wazir, we went six in the morning to go get bre breakfast items. And... I went to the shop with him uh, in the van that is and opposite the grocery shop there was 
what looked like a barber shop, but the shutters were halfway down, and we seen loads of uh, loads of people. Not going to say loads of people crawling out with loads of smoke following them. On all you could just smell is, you know. Where the smell drugs. Yeah. And I was just like, where, 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 where on earth are we? <laughs> I've never seen this in my life. Anyway, I went into the shop, got the bread, milk. I was, I said to the guy behind the counter, "Hi, how are you doing? You okay?" No reply. Uh, just these, please. No reply. Gave him the money. No reply. I said, All right, thank you. See, see you later. And that was my first impression of London. I was like, wow, what? Man. Where have we come to? Right. Oh, no. You know, I was going to say that. No, I'm glad he's joked in, but that's exactly what I was going to say. Wow. The different people. Anyway, that morning, because of the two days' experience I've had of seeing them cycle, I'm using air quotes here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I lined them up and I said, look, look, you bunch of youngsters <laughs> i didn't know of this rubbish <laughs> you are going to line up number one number two you're going to realize that this person i put i mean is your amir so if any of you decide to overtake him i'm going to have a hissy <laughs> you don't overtake him and so i put uh uh zamir who's amir uh, amir's brother i say amir you've got a yellow helmet stay right at the back Everyone in between, you need to be seeing that yellow helmet. If that yellow helmet stops, you, you disappear. You we had the same Amir helmet on in 2017. It's the same one, so, mashallah. <laughs> same one, one, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, one I know it. A on it. I know it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's the, that was the first time I actually organised the group and I said, this is how, because as a, as a driver, I was actually starting to realise I'm going to have to keep an eye on this lot. Yeah. And this is the day when we got close to was it Dover, um, Amin? Um, you went Yahya. Well, I call him Finding Nemo because he keeps getting lost. Um, he he oh, fell. Oh. And I had to, and I was, I stayed back at the masjid with, with Amir and I said, look, let's empty this whole van. I'm going to organize this. I'm going to secure it to the best. We popped across to the pound shop uh, on uh, Hackney Down or wherever it was. Yeah. Uh, Clapton, yeah. I think it was. Um, and I got ropes, you know, those uh, blue, yeah. Bungee ropes, ropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no bungee ropes, the, uh, any ropes, the cheapest rope that yeah. I could find. And I started doing Spider-Man stuff inside of the van, just to secure stuff, and I put the luggage, and that's how eventually the next year, the idea of shells came about in the van itself. Yeah. Uh, I secured this. As I'm securing it and getting ready to leave now, we're tired, we're shattered, we've sorted this out for two hours. And, and Cole comes in, Amin says to me, someone has fallen. And they need to go hospital. I'm like, are you joking? And I called the ambulance. We are in the middle of nowhere. Come on, tell us a bit about this, Amin. Yeah, so this was our first major challenge, um, cycling. And of course, you know, Lesser to Cardiff was fairly smooth. Um, Alhamdulillah, it was safe. But Lesser to Paris was something that we ventured out and done something we've never done before. And going into it further, Brother Yahya, um, We've never met him as well. He, uh, he signed up and uh, we always used to call him Finding Nemo. And we'll explain why. He pressed both, he pressed both of his brakes going down this really steep hill uh, just outside of London in Kent. Yeah. And um, he flipped over. And what happened was the glasses cut straight through his forehead. Mm. Luckily, the helmet did save him. And... We were in a we were in a place where reception we could not get any reception. We yeah. knocked on one house door that was there, and she goes, "Let me guess, you've had an accident." Mm. And we're like, "Yeah." She goes, "Everyone seems to have an accident on this hill." <laughs> and it was really good because the brother brothers just gelled straight away. There was two brothers at the top of the hill, and then two at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, you know guiding cars through um there weren't many cars but any cars that did come we'd tell them slow down and do the hand gestures and everything like that we took the brother to the hospital he, they just gave him some first aid and everything and he was he fine had a scan. he had a ct scan as well mm. so you know after the ambulance took him over i i got to the guys i gave them as much re replenishment that i could like in water bananas whatever i said you're not going to see me for a while because i need to go hospital now yeah. this right yeah, yeah. so i go to the hospital and, and he's uh, i keep 
calling him and stuff. And this is before Google Maps was as advanced as it is. That's the best thing you're going to get in terms of navigation. And it's not a Google Maps turn by turn. It's you turn the phone. <laughs> you turn yes. by turn the phone. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Google Map. So I had to go to the hospital. I can't remember the name of the hospital. And he had to have a CT scan. And we had to wait for the result of that CT scan as well. And alhamdulillah, it came that clear. And I said to him, you're sitting in the van for the rest of the day, bro. You're yeah. not going anywhere. So me and Amir, uh, we went over there. Amir actually went in the ambulance with him. When we arrived, the ambulance was still there, but they needed to check him because he's, he's, uh, he's full on his head. Um, so that was a big scare. Imagine, we're still in the UK. We've had this major scare. This person could have become neurodegenerative neuro because yeah, of an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? It's a major concern. And when that brother comes in and we managed to get him back in the van, now I, I told, call Amin, they are getting hungry. We need to sort them out as well. Go catch up with them. In that same day, this is the first time now that we are properly as a big group with the support vehicles. We are getting closer to Dover, but we are about 15 miles out. We're going we're gonna to approach those big descents now. Oh, yeah. And it gets dark. Yeah. We've, we've taken a stop by an abandoned pub or it's closed down. We've prayed Maghrib there and they're setting out again. And this is a bad idea because most of them don't have lights. And as they set off, I pack up the van. I catch up with them about 15 minutes later. And from a distance, Amir said to me, there's a cyclist in front. I was like, yeah, I can see that. Because it reflected, he had a reflector on a mountain bike. That's, do you know who that is? Abid. <laughs> and I go to Abid, why are you so behind? Where's the group? He said, oh, I, something happened to his bike. And he shouted, nobody heard him. They kept going. And I was like, are oh, you joking? So I said, get in the van right now. Put you back in the, in, in the van. Let's go. We'll catch up with the group. I caught up with the group, and something has happened. They had to stop. I get out of the van, go to Amin, and Amin, call this a day, bro. We're not going any further. We've already yeah, had an interview today. That's enough. Two in the morning by then. Oh, wow. We were, we were 22 miles outside Colchestone or Dover, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. And it was two in the morning, and all I remember is... Wazir pulling up next to me and he said, I need a word with you. <laughs> of course, I was, I was a student. I was only 21 back then. And I thought, oh, shh, damn, this is serious. Yeah. Because Wazir, Wazir was the elder and we always used to look up to him and we've always looked up to him and we've respected that, everything. That, that's past tense, by the way. We used to. <laughs> Does it? No, 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 no. We still do. Because when he pulled me over, I thought, oh, God, something, something's going to... He, he's not happy about something you could tell and he goes look it's two o'clock in the morning you're still 21 miles away you're doing six miles seven mile an hour average you need to call it a day and i said really i you know and then that was the first like biggest decision i had to make as amir you you were gonna cry that night i could see on your yeah, face when you were asking the group you were gonna yeah, cry that's how tough it was I was in tears because there was like 13, 14 cyclists shouting at each other saying, no, we should carry on. Yeah, you know, it was Hasib, um, Hasib, Ahmed, and a few around him said, we're not stopping. We've made a promise we're going to do it. And it was not 2 o'clock at that point. It was about 11 uh, because it was shortly after Maghrib. He's still on that junction. We got to the masjid about two because every oh, place we've stayed so far is a masjid. And the masjid is waiting for us, have been waiting for us since oh, no. 7 in the afternoon. No. And this is what we call taxis, and it's costing an arm and a leg. Um, and I had to do trip back and forth in the van eventually just to cut down on the cost of taxis as well. And at one point, I kid you not, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. My van went from one lane to the next because I, I said, I'm going to stay behind because I can't take you with me. I need the seats. And I fell asleep. I fell asleep oh, on no. <laughs> I went from one lane to the next. And I woke up again and then said, well, I, I called Amin or someone. I said, someone needs to keep me awake. Talk to me. And they put someone called Arshad on the phone with a harsh, brummy accent who talks really fast anyway. Bro, I was falling asleep even faster. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I couldn't understand, understand anything you were saying to me. <laughs> uh, like, uh, answering your question, I know we, we've given you so much experiences of Leicester to Paris, the challenges we faced from then. Of course, Leicester to Paris was our stepping stone yeah. onto yeah. much bigger things. And since then, it, it's more about the challenges we've faced from there onwards. It's more about um, getting A to B on time and uh, a few falls here and there. Then it's not as, it's not as, 
it hasn't been as major as it has been, you know, in the first couple of years when Riders of Shown was first setting out. The yeah. challenges are more in line with, um, how can I say it? Uh, you know, falls here and there um, uh, and just tiredness rather than um, 10 years ago when we were, we were like lack of, we were, we weren't prepared as, yeah. as cyclists. Yeah. yeah, as yeah. Cy- so yeah. There, there's a lot of better preparedness now, but you still got, you know, uh, when your time, when you, when you joined us, uh, yeah. eight, then we started having the group A, B and C because yes. our group was expanding. We couldn't keep one group together. And I've always been against the idea of, of breaking it, but now four of it. That's yeah. my inexperience yeah. as well, because I always like seeing the whole group together, supporting each other. Yeah. But now we've come to the conclusion we need to have A, B and C, so the faster ones, so they don't get frustrated with this. You were, you were too fast, Junaid. That's what it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I can separate you. But these are these are all. You and Rhino Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but the biggest difficulty is actually managing the separate groups because if one group gets lost, yeah, you've only got two support vehicles. It's a nightmare, absolute nightmare. Alhamdulillah. Um, or, or there's an injury, or there's a bike that needs a, a wheel replacing, not a tire. The wheel replaces. You need yeah. to go to an actual bike yeah, shop. Yeah. I've had that many times now, and that's a big problem. So. We start to gather those information when we're looking now, okay, the next trip, how can we make this easier? How do we reduce time consumption? So perhaps we bring extra bikes, extra wheels, but everybody has got different kind of wheels. Yeah. So, you know, you can't really, um, accommodate for all of that because we're still a still small group. We try to minimize our costs. But still, we, we learn from previous experience and we make the next experience even worse. Yeah. I mean, better. Yeah. better. Um, better. I, I want to I add to... Uh, the challenges, right? One, one uh, very top challenge that we faced was in 2017 when uh, Brother Wazir had to leave us. Yeah. Uh, because uh, your father. Sorry. My father-in-law passed away. Yeah. That's it. Your fa- I was going to say your father or father-in-law passed away. I remember vaguely someone passed away and they were very close to you. And back then, riders, of course, riders of Sean back then, um, we were learning. We're always learning every single year. And we, we, we didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. Uh, when I say we, uh, you know, my, myself, Jobir Bai and all the other uh, um, leaders of riders of Sean, we didn't know how to handle it. And what I will say is when Wazir went home, we learned that we should have been more supportive in the sense that we could have, um, you know, funded his return journey. And we learned, basically what I'm trying to say is that we learned from this challenge that, you know, it's difficult time and we could have made it easier by putting that financial strain off him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why I say this is because the years after when someone else got hurt, uh, they flipped over on their bike and dislocated, well, not dislocated, they hurt their shoulder really badly, which meant that he couldn't continue. Um, so we actually learned from our experience and we funded his trip home. Um, and this is contingency funds that we, we've set aside now. And uh, yeah, expanding on that challenge, you know, we learned from it and we've become better. Yeah. Each year, by learning from from these uh, challenges that we have, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I know it was a very delicate, delicate, delicate one that we had to learn from. If that happened, then we would never have learned from it. So let's oh, flip I'll it. Tell- I mean, Go on, let's flip it because we've talked about like challenges a lot, and it's getting quite deep. Uh, what have yeah, been some of the funny. highlights? Some of the your favorite roads or descents or climbs, even. Or even like the reaction from some of the riders and whatnot, like getting into Luxembourg with the group, the whole group together. For me, that has to be the best trip, the best part of the trip. When when I last did it in 2017, like just the elation. Uh, some some brothers didn't think they'd make it. Um, you know, just everyone pulled through. We were together, and that was just epic. 
Um, so what have what have your highlights been? Your favorite country, perhaps, etc. Was hearing you first? Go on. Yeah, yeah, it gives you a minute to think about it. Look, um, I don't have a minute to think about it, so I'll tell you what it is for me. For me, it's um, the elation is there. I can relate to that. Um, for me, if, like you know, we've, we've, we've cycled in UK, we've cycled outside of UK, we've gone from UK to international. It's, for me, the, the destination is very irrelevant. What I enjoy the most is actually the people I'm with. Even if we cycle around Leicester, which we do now, <laughs> cycle as well, if we did it as a big group, that's where my heart lies, is with the people. It doesn't matter to me where we're cycling. Um, and it's the people that I'm cycling with. As you say, Junaid, you know, like, um, you know, the, the, the tough thing about 2017 is the year that my daughter was born. It's the year my dad passed away three weeks before we set off. Yeah, it's the year... I lose my father-in-law during the trip. My, my, my wife calls me as I'm reading a group. But you know what got me through is the people. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm in here having that relationship with him. Ayubai was not with us, but he was there. Abdul Hasid, Shabir Bai, all these people that I knew straight yes. away as soon as I brought a problem, I could turn on them. For me, every year, so whether we're on a ride or outside a ride, it's, it's a bit like Ramadan. You keep thinking about it throughout the year. It's coming, it's coming, when it's come here, we're here. And then when it goes, you miss it. It's like that. Riders of Shabbos is like that Ramadan for me. Um, but yeah, I will struggle to pick up a particular moment. There's so many of them. Um, <laughs> we, we, have, we have like 10 years of moments Absolutely. where <laughs> we have so many laughter and so uh, and, and times where we, we we're sad as well. It's just a roller coaster as well. Because the, the journey takes one week, but the preparation takes eight, nine months. Yeah. And of course, you know, as as organizers, me and Wazir Bai and Shabri Bai and all these other Bais, uncles, <laughs> we are going through uh, we are going through a roller coaster before before, before actually even getting onto the ride itself. Um, but yeah, I, I, in in my experience, what I will say is that um, the best the best experience. When you say roads and uh, you know memories and I've got mine, I've got mine, I've got my memory. Go on, go on, go on. Before you before you forget, go on. It's the uh, it's the the ferry travel. Every three of them that we've done, my favorite is the ferry travel. The eleven the eleven hour eight hour journey overnight. Yeah, that's yeah, the football on the trip. On the <laughs> oh yes, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take that. The ferry is my favorite. <laughs> For me. <laughs> Oh, I can't. I cannot even tell you. Um, I have to. I have to say, uh, Lake District was one of my favourites. Uh, we went up a seven mile, six a six point eight mile incline. Um, uh, what was it? Kirkstone Pass. Kirkstone Pass. Yeah. And when we got to the top, there was just mountains around us. All you know, very big valleys or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We prayed the hard there, didn't we? Sorry? We prayed the hard there at the top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. And it was absolutely scorching that day. It was so hot. Hot. We had we had tuna sandwiches, crisps, chocolates, cold drinks. We prayed the together. And then we went down it. And oh. I remember one of the brothers <laughs> saying that he went 40 miles an hour without even pressing his... Oh, sorry, that was when he was tapping his brakes at the same time. He was going 40 miles an hour down that hill. <laughs> yeah, that, that just... Uh, that was... That's in the memory bank. Yeah. Because um, there's so many. Uh, that's that that that's the one that's the most recent, so that's why I remember it. To wrap up then, Wazir, we were speaking earlier and I was mentioning how I've been riding for several years, ridden with various groups and uh, been on various trips. But till this day, I haven't come across the same ethos or same brotherhood that I've experienced with Riders of Sham. And uh, I was just wondering, how do you go about creating such an ethos and uh, brotherhood and unity within within a varying uh, diverse group of brothers? Alhamdulillah, you know... Um our, our, our dean teaches us a lot of stuff when it comes to brotherhood. 
a lot of it. And no one single person is going to be able to take all of that in one go. So what, what we do in Writer's Charm, we capitalize on each other's strengths. For instance, our meeting right now, all of them are happening in masjids. You know, we, we seek the barakah of Allah. We seek the guidance of Allah. And in that masjid, Darul Akam, where we're doing all our, our, our uh, meetings, for instance, this year, we also got Sheikh Zakir there. So if we've got any problems in terms of logistics of, of, of understanding a principle in Islam, we'll go our Sheikh there, we'll go ask him. We, we, don't, we don't deliberate by ourselves alone. We've got a certain limit, and we know those limits. Number two is um, any meeting that we do, like we've just we've done now, we start with dua and we finish with our dua. We ask Allah for the barakah. So remember the Prophet some says in a hadith that um, there's no gathering that happens for the sake of Allah, that angels comes and surround it. And even the person who's not in that gathering benefits from it. And when the gathering is finished, those angels go and report to Allah about that gathering that took place in his mind. So for instance, this podcast, I'm doing for the sake of Allah. So I'm hoping when we when finish with this, that the angels are going back. So it's about inclusivity. Our terms of inclusivity is where we put Allah throughout the day, throughout the minutes, throughout the second. Where do we fit Allah into this? Is remembering Him, inshallah. Um, and that's where I think the brotherhood comes. If you, if we try to recreate the best of our ability, if the Prophet was alive today and he looked at us, what would he have wanted to see from us? Just keep asking after that question. What would he have wanted us to do? How would he have wanted us to say salam to each other? Respond mm-hmm. salam to each other? How would he have wanted the dua to be? Uh, our wudu, how do we, how would you support each other, you know, alhamdulillah. And that's, that's the brotherhood. But like I said to you earlier, it's, it's not about quantity, it's about the quality. And yeah, alhamdulillah, may Allah put barakah Ameen. even more than this. Ameen. So after this year, where does Riders of Sham go? Because you guys are beating yourself each and every year, mashallah, bigger and more <laughs> challenges. Uh, so Geneva this year, Makkah next year, how's, how's it looking? Inshallah, inshallah. I'll leave that. I'll leave that to Amin. He's the guys with the ideas. We we'll just follow him. <laughs> so, um, in regards to our last, I think it was last year. That was our. T- well, the year before, I can't remember now. Honestly, I've, we've done this so much that I've lost Two years count. ago. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was our ten-year anniversary. I think it was last year. I, I I can't remember. I was hoping, inshallah, that. On our tenth year, we will go on a Umrah or a Hajj ride, less yeah. to Makkah. Well, um, but you now that sorry, you said that in two thousand and nineteen, and we were going to start working on it. Before. Yeah, but then pandemic came about, and but it's it's there in the horizons. We have spoke about it. Um, I think going forward, we. We want to do bigger and better uh, events, of course. We want to get uh, events where families can get involved, hence why we're doing the trek uh, this year. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, th- there's there's plans to... Uh, th- we've had plans to help children get into cycling, and this is the reason, one of the reasons why we are close with Dara Arka. Yeah. Um, you know, they've personally asked us to uh, help the children get out onto bikes and teach uh, families how to cycle. Uh, so these are some of the ideas that are coming about uh, that we want to do. Um, you've seen Skyride as well. Uh, we want to get, you know, 50, 100 people in, in Leicester, uh, Muslims around Leicester, to just get on a bike and join us yeah. around Leicester. Uh, th- these are these are some of the things where we can get brothers and sisters uh, active uh, within within the community, um, and yeah, just uh, there's there's so many ideas that we we are brainstorming together, and because uh, there's there's so much ideas that are are being thrown out, we're we're trying to make it all work, and each year. Uh, we're trying to fit and incorporate that. Yeah, I think now we've got to the point where the ideas are coming so fast now yeah. that unless we had someone who was a paid member of Riders of Sham who constantly does that, we could have easily done this throughout the year. 
i.e. every month we've got an activity with the main or two main ones throughout the year where we've got a European destination or an African destination, something like this. It, the only thing that restricts us is the fact that we're all volunteers. For instance, I'm a nurse. I yeah. work you know, Monday to Friday, 95, which is majority of people. And I'm also a father and a husband. And so the limited time we have available, we invest that into Riders of Sham as organizers. The only thing that restricts us is that organi limited organizational time. If we had more time to organize, we would have expanded. So we would have gone into looking at family events, not yeah. just. And I will restrict to Sheikh Zakir is our spiritual guide. So when it comes to cycling, whether it's about the aura, how you behave to each other, we go. Then we've got non-Muslim on the groups. We open it to everybody. But if you claim to be a Muslim, you come to us as a Muslim person, which is what our majority of riders are. We, we, we present those guidance to these people. We say, here, we don't enforce it on anyone. If you don't want to wear the Islamic way of, of, of cycling, we're not enforcing on you. It's up to you. Islam is not something we impose on anyone. But we are very clear about this. If you're yeah. going to come to me and say, I'm a Muslim, assalamu alaikum, I'm going to say, here's the etiquette. You might as well follow it. Why are you wasting time? <laughs> um, so we want to expand on this. Is actually because in the Asian community, you know, we've got pharmacists, doctors, nurses like myself, accountants. I don't even know what I mean does, but him. <laughs> <laughs> we've got people like these. I'm a, a part-time cyclist. part-time <laughs> cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and these professionals, a lot of us could be those role models for our Asian community to actually get more engaged. Look at Harun Muta, what he's doing with his activities, getting people to trek. You know, we could we could be uh, bolstering, we could be copying him. And, he, you know, I spoke to him yesterday on the phone as well. So we need to get together a bit more as a minority of this country to get physical activity. I mean, it ties in with the NHS 10-year plan as well to get fitter. To, yeah. be, to move growth from the idea we rely on the health system because we're not been looking at ourselves. We've got bellies that keep going over flopping our trousers. Come on, guys. What's that all about? <laughs> you've seen, you've seen, you've seen I'm in six pack. That's what we should be confident. <laughs> I'll share that uh, picture on Instagram, everyone. So. <laughs> no way. Please don't. Um, yeah. So, subhanAllah, we, uh, I think 11th. 11th year 12th ride uh we are just going to keep on going and keep on getting stronger by the will of allah um everything that we do we do it with the ethos of yeah. uh of what we initially first set out and that is to seek the pleasure of allah that is it and and do it for a good cause uh raise money for sham as it first set out as we first set out and now we you know, we've got projects that are helping uh, brothers and sisters around the whole world. And you know what? We will continue to do this, inshallah, till the day we die. And may Allah accept it Amen. first and foremost. Amen. Um, and I pray that on the day of judgment, there's a mountain of good deeds for us. And we say, where's that from? And someone will say, that's from your Riders of Sham um, uh, activities. Imagine. So, yeah. Yeah, inshallah. Inshallah. We don't get paid and for this job, so it's it's what keeps us going, basically, isn't it? So yeah, do you know what? if you don't get paid for something that you do continuously for ten years, that shows that you've got a passion for it. Mashallah, absolutely. So, alhamdulillah, we have me, Wazir, Shabibai, and all the other bays as well. Yeah. We've all got a passion for it. <laughs> Allah keep you united and strong on this inshallah keep taking good from you boys final question if you had uh, the opportunity to ride with one person who would it be I already have the opportunity to ride with yeah? people no, okay. ride. that's fine bro that's fine that's excellent alhamdulillah alhamdulillah <laughs> I think it would be Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he has to be dressed as uh, as the captain of the enterprise. <laughs> so he can say engage. <laughs> um if if I had the opportunity to cycle with one person. Yes. Um tough question. Uh I don't really know. I don't really know. I've not thought about it. Um, how did you come up with Patrick Stewart so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because Were you I was, thinking about him? <laughs> I, was, 
I was on Twitter the other day. I'm, I'm a Star, Star Trek fan, and uh, particularly the uh, Next Generation. And uh, and I saw his post about something about activity cycling, whatever. So I said to him, join us. He never replied, but there you go. <laughs> maybe Junaid can get him to reply to me. <laughs> I have no more powers than you have, bro. <laughs> um, if I had to be honest, I'd love to cycle everywhere with my family. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to go to uh, different countries on the bike with my family. <laughs> but <laughs> whether that's possible, I don't know. But <laughs> I'd love to do, inshallah, one day. Inshallah. Inshallah. What about um, you, Jimmy? I'm I'm actually now that Amin mentions it, that's that's uh, very noble and uh, in fact I still have hopes and dreams that you know Mustafa, my son, Muhammad, they'll grow up and they'll be cyclists. I'm not I, I'm in no way, shape, or form going to force them to pick up one, but it'd be amazing yeah. to ride with them. And I've ridden with yeah. my wife several times now. If she could join us as well at a, you know decent pace, you know the best thing about cycling for me is. Uh, the trips like Riders of Sham, where you start in one city uh, and then you end up in another, then you end up in another, and next thing you know, you're halfway across Europe. Uh, you've yeah. seen the way the country changes or perhaps you even rode into different countries and how the cultures change. And to be able to do that with the family, that would just be phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like I go on these yeah. trips almost every year and uh, it's without the family and to be able to share that with them, that would be just, you know... That would be amazing. Yeah. I've thought about it so, so much. Like, how can I get my little one on a trailer yeah. and travel 50 miles without him getting bored? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having have coming on. Was there? Amin, assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, guys. Alaikum. 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 Alaikum.